Welcome to Glide Chat, where we give you the rundown of all things service now. Let's talk about the now, right now. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Glide Chat. My name is Michael Lombardo, CEO of GlideFast, and with me I have Chuck Tamazi, Senior Developer Advocate at ServiceNow. Hey Chuck. Hey Michael, how's it going? I appreciate you joining me today. Happy to be here. Thanks for asking me on. It's truly an honor, Chuck. And, you know, obviously you're a celebrity in the ServiceNow community. And, you know, I think pretty much everybody, especially ServiceNow developers, we all know you really well. I think we all know you in your, in your ServiceNow career. And I think to kick this thing off, why don't you tell us a little bit about your history and maybe how you got started into the ServiceNow space? How much time do we have? <laughs> as oh, much God. time as you need. <laughs> uh, well, I'll, I'll try to keep this short. I have loved tech and science since an early age. I think I either wanted to be a, an anthropologist or an astronomer or something. I, I just wanted to very, very science focused from an early age. And I discovered computers in the early 80s. I would stay after school just to stay and type in the programs that were in the book, uh, you know, go down on, on snowy Sundays when the high school was closed and the college wasn't. And I'd type in my Fortran programs on punch cards. It's, it, it, it was a passion of mine at an early age. And that's when I knew I, I was, that's what I was destined for. You know, I think everybody recognizes somewhere in their, their earlier life, like, Oh, looking back on it, that makes total sense. And as I learned technical stuff, little tips and tricks about how to make the Apple II do something, I would make notes of it and share it with others. And I went to college. I went to Northern Michigan University in Marquette, Michigan to get my computer science degree. I got a job at a computer retail store as a service technician. And while I was there, uh, a buddy of mine and I uh, wrote and started a dial-up BBS. And that's where I learned a lot about software design and community, among other things. Strange fact that one of the people that used to be on our bulletin board just reached out to me in the last few weeks. I haven't heard from this woman in probably 30 years, but they're still out there and it's always good to hear from old friends. Uh, that's also the time I got introduced in Unix, introduced to Unix because we, we migrated the application I think we originally wrote it in Turbo Pascal, and then we migrated over to a variant of Unix. While I was at college, uh, excuse me, after college, let's, let's, let's move on. After college, I got a job as a software developer to write PC software. This was in the pre-Windows days, so it was DOS, it was single-threaded, it was no fun. <laughs> Learned a lot about communications and protocols and modems, that kind of thing. And you can kind of see how the hobby is starting to play into the day job. Well, throughout the early 90s, I'll, I'll fast forward through the resume, and early 2000s, I was a Unix administrator, I was an IT product manager, or project manager, excuse me, I was a C programming instructor for a local uh, university, so I was an adjunct call staff instructor, I was a systems architect, and through all of these roles, I always had some kind of programming project in my back pocket, whether it was personal or professional. Like, hey, I'm going to rewrite my blog software in PHP just to keep the skills sharp and, and just the fascination of learning and making something out of nothing and doing things that hadn't been done before. 
And uh, one of the things that I wrote when the internet was young, I'll, I'll, well, actually, when the web was young, the internet was mature by that point. Uh, I wrote a ticketing system based on the LAMP stack, the, the Linux, Apache, MySQL, and Perl. And bit of trivia, that app is still running at my former employer 27 years later. Come on. Talk about your technical debt. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, you know, it's funny, Chuck. I have a similar story, and I, and I want to take off from you. I, I do have a couple questions, but... I, uh, when I was, when I joined a company, I went from um, one help desk that was really mature. I was, you know, help desk agent, really mature help desk, a larger organization. I went to a smaller organization with a smaller help desk uh -huh. and didn't have a lot of the processes they had. And uh, one of the main things, and I, I didn't know idle, you know, I was really early on in my career. But one thing I, that stuck out to me and was kind of frustrating was, they didn't have a knowledge base. So what, and uh, we, we called it the K base. I didn't know, you know, what it was technically called and all that. I just knew it had a repository of data. So I ended up building one, you know, just, just using like, I think it was, I think it was like Joomla. I think I built like a Joomla. I don't know if you remember Joomla. Oh, yeah. Like a, yeah. Joomla, I built like a Joomla WordPress there. Yep. 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 And I built like a Joomla website. And, um, and just started storing all like, you know, just not, you know, artifacts and, you know, hints and tips and documents. And, and I found out the company I built it for is still using it today. Not quite as long as you, but, uh, you know, 12 years, maybe uh, th 10 years, at least 10 years, 12 years. Yeah. So it's like, it's pretty crazy. That, that just kind of stuck out at me. <laughs> oh, the crazy thing is that I could replace that app with a custom app that I could write in about 30 minutes. It's not that complex. Uh, a couple of catalog items and they'd be done. <laughs> it's like, why don't we do this? I know, I know. You get reporting and you'll get- Change is hard, right? Change oh, is tough. Especially, yeah. it, it, it was a group of engineers. So they were a very much a build versus buy mentality. So I was like, well, we shouldn't have to buy that when we can build it ourselves. I was like, yeah, I kind of get that. But there's a certain point where the, the ROI and the TOI kind of, butt heads with each other. So that's a, that's a good segue because it was about this time in, in the mid two thousands, I became an IT manager and there was a, uh, an opening that we're going to repatriate the service desk from a failed uh, outsourcing. And they said, who wants to be the service desk manager? And I said, I do. And everybody looked at me like, are you insane? <laughs> I went, no, this is easy because the bar is really low right now. Everybody hates it. So you don't have to do much to get, you know, customer satisfaction above zero. And uh, we became a ServiceNow customer. We evaluated other packages, but uh, settled on ServiceNow. And it was a complete success. In fact, I was on holiday during our go live. It was, I was that confident it was going to work. So uh, in 2010, I attended my first knowledge conference in San Diego won the first innovation of the year award for writing a loaner application to, to loan out laptops and whatnot still on share i've upgraded to a scoped app and i think I've they built it. it they i think they build it as the lab exercise in the uh, app dev course I, I i hope they upgraded to flow designer <laughs> <laughs> uh, but after coming back from knowledge my company of 22 years said thanks here's the door there was a there was a reorg. I don't know if it was financial, and frankly, I don't care what what it, what the whatever happened to you. 
it was yeah. it was a happy day for me because a few weeks later I was at ServiceNow. So I started with ServiceNow in June 2010 as a technical consultant doing discovery implementations, later moving on to uh, a specialized team called Expert Services, where we did custom apps, integrations. I was in pre-sales for a little while, still focused on the same kind of stuff. And then finally, about four years ago, came over to the developer program. One, you know, I, I never realized you were on the help desk and, and a help desk manager at that. But, you know, there's something about that experience that, you know, it's definitely not the most fun job in the world, right? Answering call after call. And, but there's something about rapidly solving problems, yeah. you know, getting problems thrown at you and your brain just filtering through and, okay, you know, this is the solution for it, or let me Google it, or let me escalate it. Uh, and just doing that quickly and over and over again. Do you agree? Like, am I off base on that? I do. And, and I had yeah. a wonderful team, built everything from the ground up in about six months from finding office space to waste baskets to hiring the staff, getting them trained, selecting the software, getting that implemented and go live. Boom. Because we, we had a hard date to get rid of the old contract. And it was going to be terribly expensive if we continued on. And thank goodness for that team because they they did a wonderful, wonderful job. We had two people that were internal, initially hired a couple of people externally, and then and expanded it from there. Everybody has gone on to have wonderful careers. And I just feel very honored and very blessed to be able to kind of help bootstrap these people uh, into, into the lives they've got today. Some of them went into... Uh, partners for the ServiceNow ecosystem. So it was uh, a bit enriching. One of them went to another company and they said, Chuck, I'm sending you a bottle of wine because our company just got ServiceNow finally. <laughs> so once they're exposed to it, they, they really become a fan of this. So uh, just having a process you know, for, we had, we had incident catalog and knowledge stood up in about six weeks. And uh, having that as as a system of record, a unified system, we consolidated five different ticketing systems, which had no integrations down to one uh, enterprise wide. So that in itself was a major accomplishment. And people uh, actually enjoyed engaging with the system. On your story, too, about how you got exposed to the computer world so early, I'm curious, you know, because because I was similar, you know, a lot of it was more curiosity for me. It just, I was just so intrigued. You know, it's funny because you don't really kind of realize, you know, how big this world it would get and is obviously now, right? Did you like see, okay, this is going to be my career at an early age or, hey, I can, you know, if I learn this stuff, I'm going to be able to monetize and build, you know, this amazing career. Or was it more just like, this is just fun stuff. I'm enjoying this. I, I like doing, I like sharing it. What, what was your, can you put yourself back and recall whether, you know, you thought this was the future for you? It was pretty much the latter. I mean, as soon as I, 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 I finished up about a year and a half of doing computers in high school, and then I recognized that's what my major was. I didn't even know what the major was called. I said, I want to be a computer programmer. And I met with my advisor who says, all right, let's set, sign you up for computer science at a, I don't know if that's the right thing or not. I, who knows? And I got an electronics minor. So just building and interfacing. And as I went through the college years, I said, this is what I will do. This is what 
this this is this is the fun stuff for me but like you said it was just fun my my entire career path has been one happy accident after another you know, someone says hey you want to be on our team job in the world what are you offering uh and it uh, turns out to be better every time obviously chuck like a big part of your interaction with the community now is your podcasting and and i've seen you even write a book on podcasting literally right yep um so how did you first get into podcasting and i'm also curious you know what what do you think the future is for you in that space as well oh that's a good question i, I I'll, I'll start with the with the past the origin story there was about 2004 one night i was listening to a streaming channel i don't even remember what it was live 365 or something you know one of those streaming channels we used to have on the internet and the host of the show mentioned how philip tyrone had a podcast for engadget some of the listeners may be familiar with engadget.com this was you know 17 years ago and i i had never heard the term podcast before so of course i do what every nerd does and i start searching i didn't even know if it was a yahoo search or an alta vista search or if google was around ask but... jeeves ask jeeves <laughs> right and it was a podcast and and then i started clicking around and i recognized that uh, uh, apple hadn't got into it yet so it was it was really very early you know shoestring and bailing twine and i found an a a, a podcast client for the Mac, subscribed to a few IT podcasts, and I was listening to them going, I think I could probably do better. And actually I wasn't at first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, it was a great experience nonetheless. I'd already written my own blog software uh with an RSS feed. I was hosting it at home. So hey, you know, podcast couldn't be too much more. It's just an enclosure tag. So I had the I had the technical acumen to get the first one up and running. And then my buddy said, why are you writing your own software when there's already this thing called WordPress with plugins and someone else is taking care of it? Uh, I think it was 1.2 or 1.5 back then. Wow. Uh, I got some official domain hosting, domain you know, like chuckchat.com and hosting. And I learned, learned from other podcasters. That was the nice thing. It's very much like ServiceNow where the community really helped bootstrap and accelerate and innovate and all that good stuff. So I, I, it also changed the way that I engaged with consuming media. How is this person presenting? What is the lighting on this particular show or TV commercial or you know, creativity? My buddy and I like to make one of our promos for our, our hobby podcast that's been running since 2005. We like to make the promos based off of parodies and and. Geico, the insurance company, makes great commercials, and we rip them off totally. <laughs> it, it's, that, it's that creative side. I mean, yeah. and, and you know, technical people will will experience this too. When you're given a problem, and you're asked to solve, you know, create a solution in software, service now, whatever it is, you have to get creative. There are options, and you are an artist, and there's a palette. So your solution will not be like my solution. And it it really is more, was it the left brain is for logic and the right brain is for creativity. It really works both sides. So it's a lot of fun. Later, of course, when I joined ServiceNow, I, I brought my hobby to work and I said, hey, would, would we be able to do some of these learn and share things? And we did about six months of them. Andrew Kincaid and I did them internally. I think we were using Adobe Connect or something at the at the time. 
And uh, someone had asked us, can we make these customer facing? And I said, not these early ones, because A, they're a little rough. And I didn't I really, we weren't paying attention to what we were saying. We may have been name calling on customers. <laughs> or I don't know. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure we didn't, but yeah. just it was, it was a little uncut. So we said, let's use that as a practice run. And then TechNow was born in early 2013 and continues to this day. So I feel very, very blessed to be able to continue through four or five different roles in service now to continue bringing that content to people. And I, I hope you realize it. So much of us grew up on TechNow. I mean, <laughs> I remember your first episode was Jelly, right? One episodes one, two, and three were one, two, and three with jelly, and it was like, and it was like way over my head. I think I was like, I wasn't even, you know. I remember like crazy how many views that thing has gotten because I, we, Andrew and I were literally going down the list, going, okay, what's our next topic? Jelly, really? You think anybody's gonna watch that? (laughs) It didn't have to be some of our most popular content because there really wasn't any other source. You know, what's funny is I remember even like, and so after those couple episodes, I remember you, you and Andrew, like saying on one of the tech nows, like, all right, we're going to take it a little, we're going to do it a little less complex on these next couple ones. You know, let's, let's talk about like business rules or security rules or something. But, but yeah, I mean, you accelerated because, so I, you know, was a ServiceNow customer, still am, by the way. But when, you know, I was at a, an organization that purchased ServiceNow and I was, you know, asked to be the admin because of that knowledge base, ironically, that I built. And um, it was just like, you know, you just thrown into the fire, right? It's, it's like, okay, what, how, what do I do? <laughs> how do we, you know, there's so much you can do with it. And, and you know, it's it kind of got my juices flowing when you were saying um, about being creative, right, in, in different solutions. You know, with ServiceNow, it's a, it's a perfect example. You know, there's, there's so many different ways that you can achieve a need or a requirement. And it really comes down to how do you want to do it? And what's the best way to do it? What's the best, you know, most scalable solution, best user experience, best user interface, less clicks, least amount of clicks, right? But, but yes, so being a new developer, using, you know, your podcasts and all the blog posts and the community posts. And that's what I wanted was just to be part of the community. Like I I wanted to contribute so bad. And once I learned enough to contribute or like, you know, just some to contribute something, it was like an honor, right? Like if I, I could answer a community post and you inspired so much of that for me personally, but the entire community. So really want to thank you for 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 that and, and putting that extra effort in. And the community would not be the same. And I think the industry probably wouldn't be the same without you, to be honest. I don't know about that, but it's, yeah, a, I, it, it's an honor to be able to to share. I mean, every day I wake up and 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 you know, have to remind myself this is changing people's lives, and that's very impactful. It's it's not just you know the joy of hearing my own voice on a podcast. It's it it really has to come back to what's the value? We're we're making developers, we're getting new jobs, we're we're changing people's lives. Uh, because right now the industry is really hungry for service. Now developers, partners, and customers alike are just clamoring to get those resources. So if you've got friends, <laughs> you know, dear listener, dear viewer. Yeah. If you've yep. got friends out there, 
that are maybe coming out of college. Maybe they've been a full stack developer for a while. Steer them. I was a full stack developer for 10, 20 years, maybe more by the time I found ServiceNow. And the, you know, that light bulb goes off. I know that many developers have, as, as a good friend of mine says, I don't have opinions. I have strongly held convictions. <laughs> so I know that there, there are sometimes tides to turn in, in getting somebody to change, you know, development systems is a bit like getting them to change religions. But, uh, <laughs> that light bulb went on over my head. Like I don't, I have written reporting engines in the past, like in PHP. It's not fun when there's something built in that you can just go, here's the table. Here's the filter. I want a pie chart. Go. It's unbelievable. That's, yeah. that's an accelerator that makes my job easier to build and maintain and present a complete solution. Schedule jobs. I mean, just it, it, it notifications. You ever write notification engine from the ground up? I haven't and I never will. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> don't yeah. do it. It's not yeah. worth it. Yeah. And then you start looking at some of the more complex things like performance analytics. Oh, where was that when I was starting on ServiceNow? <laughs> that would have been nice. Chuck, I guess, so let's, let's leave the audience with this. Uh, since we're talking about maybe some junior developers and newer developers getting into the space, what's some advice you could give some of those newer developers who wanting to expand their career in the ServiceNow space and learn more. A few words of advice from, from, from the GOAT of the ServiceNow industry. New nickname, I, I'm going to copyright that for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dive in. Find something you're passionate about. I, I find the greatest passion are my own problems that I want to solve with ServiceNow. Whether it's turning on my studio lights with an Amazon Dash button or being more efficient with friends singing karaoke on YouTube videos. You know, there's, there's always something right in front of you. Adopt that and you will challenge yourself to more than you ever thought you could. When you get stuck, there's a community out there of other developers, whether it's the ServiceNow community or SN Dev Slack channel or you know, wherever you find these people at meetups. Everybody is very inviting, encouraging, willing to help. We had one guy do a code review at a developer meetup. He said, I don't know, I'm kind of nervous about this. And he walked away going, that was the greatest thing. I, I just moved my project about three weeks into the future and solved some bad practices. So the, the, the rely on the community, but I, I get yourself involved with a personal project. Go get a PDI, start developing on it. I go, you know what? I've got a closet full of games or I've got uh, uh, you know, my, my kids, and my wife, we all have different schedules and we need to coordinate this. And I'm not real hot on Google calendars. What can we do about this? Or maybe it's the you know, kids chores. It's like every Saturday of you know scheduled job that rips off a template and goes, here's your, here's your task list, pull up the mobile app and you know, start working. Uh, you know, there's, there's so many opportunities and that will bleed into your professional life and you will come away with some really wonderful experiences. And as you discover what those experiences are. You're going to find your own interests. It's a bit like, you know, when, when I was growing up, my parents exposed me to a little bit of music and a little bit of this and, and, and see what resonates. You will find, do you like doing integrations? Do you like doing the analytics? Do you like doing, and, and you will find, oh, I am totally into DevOps or security or GRC or integrations or specialize in that thing. 
because there is a wide platform out there. It might even be a little higher level and say, I'm, I'm more into ITBM than I am into ITSM or ITOM or whatever it is. Uh, you'll find those interests and then you can really you know, start to focus on what training do I need to get the certs? What, uh, what's, what, will, what will help me take it to that next level so that I can call myself a professional at this? So that's, I know that wasn't the 30 second elevator pitch. But <laughs> no, but that's great advice. It's a journey. You, it's a journey. And I'll tell you like, it, just as much as it is learning what you do want to do, sometimes it's learning what you don't want to do. And for me, once I, I, I got into domain separation, I said, okay, this is not for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm avoiding that. But I'm you, you were exposed to it and you know what it is and you know how to speak to it and appreciate it. But somebody else can do the implementation. Yeah, no thanks. Hey, Chuck, thank you for joining me uh, on an episode of Glide Chat. I'd love no to have you back for another one. You bet. Um, and thank you again for all you do for the community. Uh, we would not be the same, whatever you think. We would not be the same without you. My pleasure. Take care, Michael. Do you have a topic in mind that you'd like to discuss? Reach out to us at glidefast.com and subscribe to our podcast for new episodes. Thanks for listening.